well said. And this goes really for like anybody. Any, if you're public about your sex life in any way. Mm. Well, especially if you're a woman. Especially it's, if you're a woman. Man, it's impossible. Yeah, it's... <laughs> you uh, cannot win. You can't. You can't. Yeah. And they're going to read it and they're go like and they're going to either find it they'll find it on social media or they'll find your writing or you find their blog or whatever and it, there we go completely uneven playing field and there're going to be a lot of people that want to get to know you and want to date you because of that yeah and you don't have the ability to reveal that on your own time right so let's say let's say let, now let's talk about what if she doesn't have the ability to keep that a secret. Now what does well, she do? I guess I don't, I mean, I guess I don't really see how that would be a, a thing. Uh, uh, chances are if your, if your identity is out there associated with BDSM stuff, it's not, it's probably not your full name, right? Like it's not on your LinkedIn profile. I don't think, <laughs> you know, so why don't you just change change your handles where you can and mm-hmm. you know take your last name off stuff and use a pseudonym and i think problem solved yeah yeah if if you can use a that. different email right that doesn't definitely link to like, use a different email create an yeah. email address strictly strictly for uh giving to matches mm-hmm. or giving to people a date and the same thing for as a for a phone number because boy, oh boy, get a phone number and people are taking that and plop them, plopping them in databases and just getting all your information. Oh, yeah. Right. That's Although true. So, even with those things, some of those are like very, very inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. I think they usually are. They're usually very inaccurate. And I keep seeing TikToks from people saying, and then I put his name in and mm-hmm. it came up with a totally different name. And that person was right. married. And I'm like, that's probably not him. But right. you have already decided <laughs> that it was. So, yeah. Okay. People change their phone numbers. Right. So. I don't, yeah. Just take your time getting to know somebody, let them earn your trust. Then you reveal it and then you talk about it. And it's like anything else. Be knowledgeable and don't present it with shame. Right. That's what, that's also very key. How you, how you frame it is really is 75% of it. If I think so, especially with this, because like I said, if you're, you know, if you're, uh, if you're initiating a response in them that is like appealing to their worst Mm -hmm. instincts, like, Mm -hmm. Basically, what I'm saying is like, if you find a man who's like, "Ooh, degradation," no, nah. right? Yep. <laughs> throw the throw the whole man in the trash. Yeah. So start with the start with the uh, coded language in the dating profile, so that you can try and target your matches a bit. Um, you know, I could understand her not wanting to use a site like uh, like a site like FetLife, I, I totally get that. I think she's trying to use uh, more mainstream sites. Get to know them, go out with them a few times, then reveal it. But present it as, this is just one aspect of me. Mm-hmm. This is one thing that I do. This is something that you know I take part in. And if you take part in it because you want to make sure people are safe, you want to make sure that this is how to, I teach people how to communicate boundaries. I teach people how, just how to communicate so that this is a pleasurable experience and that nobody gets hurt. You know, if that's what you do, that's what you talk about. Yeah. 
You know, it's all in how you present it, present it with confidence. And there are going to be a lot of people who are like, huh, what is that? Okay. And they're going to be intimidated by it. Yeah, probably. They just are. But I think that's the better of, I mean, it's not like there are only two options, but like between the guy who's like, hmm, I'm not sure. And the guy that's like, yes, I get to abuse you. Right. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with the former. Yeah, just pay attention, the humble to, one. <laughs> pay attention to how they react. Also very key. Um, I hope that I hope that helped. I did too. I think that um, I think we offered some good stuff there. Okay. I'm now all right, here we go. So I met this guy on an app, and after a week of texting, we went on our first date. We ended up seeing each other three times in four days, which I knew wasn't a good idea, but I agreed to it anyway and have been on one more date since. We have a lot of fun together and I like him, but there's a number of small, okay, maybe not so small red flags I've noticed. Here we go. (laughs) To name a few things I perceived as red flags. He's almost 27 and he still uses Snapchat regularly. On our second date, he made it a point to tell me he was putting his phone on airplane mode so he wouldn't be distracted by work notifications. I feel like he too often hears my opinion on something and then says he feels the exact same way when that would contradict what he previously said. He he told me he was a good debater and then just gave me a textbook example of gaslighting. He added me on Instagram, but I quickly realized he had me blocked from seeing most of his stories, which why why would you do that unless you're hiding something? To sum it up, he's also very good looking and extremely charming. Oh, you didn't even have to tell us that. <laughs> it's only been about two weeks and I've already turned into the obsessive and anxious person I was when I was with my abusive ex. I have panic attacks, I'm barely eating from nausea, and I'm constantly checking his socials and wondering why he's not texting back faster. I keep hating myself for this because it's been over two years since I was in a serious relationship and I thought I'd heal from that completely.